Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Tony Katz, so great to be with you on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. If you missed my interview with uh, the House Majority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, who is here with us in studio, I've got that uh, coming up. Uh, also, uh, as we have been uh, discussing, and I kind of think we're the only people talking about it. Um, you know, having having a, a a pretty serious conversation, if you will, on on the bullying that's going on. But it's not the bullying that you hear about. It's the bullying that's actually happening. We're going to get to to that as well. But first, today's the day of the editorials. I mean, that's been the big news. Over 300 newspapers, over 300 newspapers, they they ran editorials about how President Trump is single-handedly destroying the world as we know it. Well, what he's doing is he's attacking uh, the, the, the free press. You know, President Trump has said the, the media is the enemy of the people. They're now taking it as uh, the president has said uh, that uh, a free press is a problem, and President Trump is single-handedly trying to destroy it. This isn't true. Of course it's not true. No part of it is true, but that hasn't stopped uh, these newspapers, 300, over 300, from running these, these editorials slamming President Trump for attacking the press by saying that the media is the enemy of uh, the people. I think we should break that down a little bit. And now, great moment in media mistakes. And there are so many of them. You take a look. You take a look at the editorials that are out there. And I've come across one so far. I certainly haven't read them all yet. I'm going through them. I have uh, seen one that was at least talking about what the press should do. So many of them are the press, you know, uh, how, how, how the press is under attack and how, well, President Trump's just mean. Here's the Arizona Republic. Journalists, don't let Trump's attacks on media keep us from doing our job. No. Nothing's keeping you from doing your job. The issue that much much of America has is that you're not doing your job at all. That's the issue that so much of America has. Um, Here it is. Today we join our sisters and brethren uh, who write for the nation's editorial pages in condemning the words of a president. We have denounced these words before and don't demur now. Donald Trump has called the media many things, the lowest form of humanity, lowlife, scum, and disgusting. Journalists have heard it all, and long before Donald Trump was cooling in his pram. Oh, cooing in his pram. First of all, we live in the United States. Who the bloody hell is using pram? You know what a pram is? Hold on. Ari, you're a millennial. Do you know what a pram is? I'm pretty sure it's a plum that's been injected with more apple juice. That is absolutely not it. Dang. That was actually maybe the worst answer I have ever heard in my entire life. The more I think about it. The more I that answer upsets me. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Uh, a pram is is a stroller. Cooing in his pram. Cooing in his pram. You didn't know what it was. Be quiet. Stop acting like you did. Who is? Can we can we just stop right there? Who the bloody hell says cooing in their pram? No. 
Is, is, is this an episode of Downton Abbey? What the hell is this? But this president in early 2017 began calling the media the enemy of the people, an expression pitched to turn Americans against the free press that covers daily life in this country. That is not true. And if I read to you the next sentence, your head's going to explode. If I, if I do it, if I do it, uh, if I do it, everybody's head just goes, a uh, boom. That's it. Are you ready? In Soviet Russia, I swear to you, the next sentence starts with, in Soviet Russia. Stalin used the same phrase to marginalize and murder opponents. Similar phrasings have been the tools of dictators to silence reporters and editors who would expose the crimes of their regimes. Holy cow. The insult to you, me, and we is just never-ending, isn't it? I would agree if President Trump was calling for an end of the press. And in Soviet Russia, there was no press. None whatsoever. Yes, the term enemy of the people has been used many times. But the discussion here, as rational people know this, is that the so-called journalists, not the actual journalists, the so-called journalists who claim to be doing the important work, what they do, their purpose, it seems, is not in journalism, but in ensuring that President Trump didn't become president, and then when he became president, to destroy anything he might do. Listen, there are reasons not to be fans of President Trump. There are reasons to disagree with him. I do it. I happen to be a fan, but I disagree on a lot of subjects. When the president said that it was a great meeting in Helsinki and that and that Vladimir Putin had a great idea about how we could do some investigations, I said that's the craziest thing I ever heard. I said it right here into this microphone. Craziest thing I ever heard. You know how easy it is to do? Being honest is easy. What we have a lack of is honesty. Uh, you, you certainly have uh, some Trump idolaters who, and it doesn't matter what the president says, they're fine with it. You have the never-Trumpers and the Trump haters who don't care what happened and they hate him. For example, the people upset with Samuel Adams. I talked about it yesterday, the beer. They're upset with Samuel Adams because the founder, Jim Cook, he understands. Is it Cook or Coke? Well, I think it's Jim Cook, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Cook. Uh, K-O-C-H is how it's spelled, but he's not a Coke brother, so I think it's Cook. Uh, he has said, you know, these tax cuts really did help because now that's uh, you know the corporate tax rate is lower, we can really compete with some of these foreign beers, and we can really kick ass. Those are his words. Those were his words. Well, now there's a, a mayor or two now in Massachusetts and others so upset with Sam Adams, they won't drink the beer. You mean we can't admit that the tax cuts worked? We can't admit that the tax cuts were good? That's out of control. That is flat out out of control that we can't even say that. And then there's uh, the media who invent stories. They invent stories. It's what they do. They make it up as they go along because the objective is to destroy. The objective is not journalism. We see this. We're the American people. We see it, and we're exhausted by it. And when President Trump talks about enemy of the people, he may be speaking for himself. I agree that's true. He's also speaking for a lot of Americans, a large swath of America that has felt this way for years, that's sick and tired of, of the, the primping and the, and the elitism and uh, listen to your betters. Listen to your – I mean, that's how they feel, as opposed to telling us the story. 
as opposed to the journalism. We need proof? Let's go get some. Let's go get some. Uh, the 50 notable mistakes and missteps in major media reporting on Donald Trump. Cheryl Ackerson uh, with uh, the, the story uh, here. Let me see if I can uh, get to a good one. One that I haven't done already. I've done so many of them. Let me see. Uh, oh, here we go. July 6, 2017. The New York Times' Maggie Haberman, CNN, and numerous outlets had long reported as a fact that the Hillary Clinton claimed that a total of 17 American intelligence agencies concluded that Russia orchestrated election uh, year attacks to help Trump get elected. Only three or four agencies, not 17, had officially done so. Now, they could have reported the three or four, but they just took Hillary Clinton's claim and said, okay, that must be it. You know what it reminds you of? It reminds you of the 2012 election. When Harry Reid, who was the Senate Majority Leader at the time, and a despicable person, took to the floor of the Senate and claimed that Mitt Romney uh, had not properly paid his taxes. And when he was asked about it, he said, well, don't ask me, ask Mitt Romney. He made a claim on the floor of the Senate as the Senate Majority Leader, had no proof of it whatsoever, and then when was asked about it, he said, why are you asking me? Just throw the grenade and let the other guy deal with it. That's what he did. That's exactly what that is with, with, with uh, Maggie Haberman and CNN and others. And you, you don't look at it one by one. You take a look at it and how it kind of snowballed. And this whole idea, you know, oh, the Russians orchestrated the election. How many people still believe the 17? It's like when a tweet goes out that's false, it'll get retweeted by 10,000 people, and then the correction will come out, and it was retreated by 45 people. That's what happens. You want another one? Okay. Let's do another one here. Let's do this one right about uh, November 6, 2017. CNN's Daniel Shane edited excerpts from a Trump event to make it seem as though Trump didn't realize Japan builds cars in the United States. However, when you read the entire statement, it's of course totally clear that he does. You see, they want to make him look stupid. This is their plan. This is what it's all about. This is the fake news stuff that we're talking about. So why deny that it's real? Rather just accept it and like take some some culpability. Sorry, media, you're not being a you know oh, oh poor me, I'm being attacked. You're complicit. You have a part in this. Why not say so? Admit it. It'd be so much better if you did. Maybe we could actually get through this together. But you have people who aren't journalists. They are interested in the destruction of President Trump. They're not interested in the voice of others. They're just not interested. And they don't care if they lie because what they want is to destroy him. And why do they really want to destroy him? Because he's not supposed to be there. It's like Dante and Clerks. Not even supposed to be here today. That's how they feel. This guy shouldn't be here. Hillary Clinton's supposed to be president. Why didn't the people listen to us? Let's destroy him to prove that he wasn't good enough to be president and that we were right all along. Just, you can't sit there and tell people that it's all the fault of President Trump and President Trump is totally wrong. He's not. The people are tired of the lies. That's it. Just got to learn to accept that.
Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz, Radio, Aretha Franklin, gone at the age of 76. Oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. Um, People have been talking about it. Oh, it has been an illness, uh, hospice care, gravely ill is uh, how it was described repeatedly. Passed away this morning. The news broke. Gone at the age of 76 and just uh, spectacular. I missed this story from the other day uh, that Antifa was threatening President Trump. So, you know, an average day. Multiple members of a protest group uh, gathering outside the White House. This was up this past Sunday. Threatening President Trump with physical violence and murder. According to the Daily Caller, Secret Service saying they are now aware of the threats and that all threats against the president are investigated, although they don't sp- comment on specific investigations. How many more times do you want to hear that Antifa is violent? The anti-fascists are not anti-fascists. They are fascists. They want you uh, to comply uh, or, or, or be destroyed. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it is. They punch a Nazi. Punch a Nazi. Don't get me wrong. I I I have I'm not I have no uh, no affinity or or fandom uh, for Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. But punch a Nazi. Uh, how, how do you know? Because they disagree with you doesn't make them a Nazi. And way to uh, kind of uh, denigrate and uh, kind of diminish uh, what happened to diminish the Holocaust to diminish the. The, the, the story uh, to diminish the, the horrors of the Third Reich and all of it. I mean, that's, that, that is part of it. But part of the reporting is when asked, if Donald Trump showed up here, what would you say or do? Um, people looked into the camera and said they would physically harm him or murder him. We have to do him like Gaddafi. And so many of these people, they wear, they wear, they wear face coverings, like they wear bandanas over their faces. Um, they're, 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 they're cowards. They are absolute cowards is, is what, uh, they are. Now, some people will dismiss this, right? And they'll dismiss this as people at a rally and overzealous and, 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 uh, and, and all, and all that jazz, right? That's how they're going to be, uh, dismissed. However, uh, you can't dismiss it in its totality. Like you can't dismiss it in relationship to what happened in Portland, where they surrounded the ICE offices, wouldn't let people leave, would follow people home um, and call them the Gestapo, uh, 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 try to uh, attack them in their cars when they were picking up kids, uh, their kids from, uh, from, from day camps, all the while using the streets around the ICE building as their toilet and leaving the place a biohazard. You can't deny these things. Again and again, when you see some people walking through Charlottesville uh, during those uh, rallies last weekend and, and people are there... If you're wearing a Trump shirt, you're having water bottles thrown at you. Can't deny this. They're violent. They are absolutely, positively violent. It can't be denied. And when they talk about fascism, well, that's kind of what they're projecting. Hello. Oh, 
Mr. President, how are you, sir? Hi, Tony. Ah, the President of the United States, his name is Donald Trump, tweeting out, We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Can you believe this is the governor of the highest tax state in the United States, Andrew Cuomo, having a total meltdown? By the way, this he's quoting Andrew Cuomo, who is the governor of, of, of New York. Uh, this is Andrew Cuomo in his own words. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. We have not reached greatness. He is such a tool. I mean, he's not even good at what he does. I don't know what New York is thinking. I don't know what New York is thinking when when they elect him. But can you believe this is the governor of the highest tax state in the United States, Andrew Cuomo, having a total meltdown? Um, that's That's fun. That's fun. And then people are saying, oh, no, the president's got it wrong. He hasn't, he hasn't gone through the rest of what uh, Cuomo said. Here's the rest of what Andrew Cuomo said. We will reach greatness when every American is fully engaged. We will reach greatness when discrimination and stereotyping against women, 51% of our population is gone and every woman's full potential is realized and unleashed, and every woman is making her full contribution. When that happens, this nation is going to be taken even higher. Higher. That's the last word he was looking for. Higher. Man, that is a, that is a fine bit of utopia uh, that, he is, uh, that he is searching for right there. He's just... Uh, he has got it, but you know, th- you know, he—he's really talking about himself, don't you know? As a New Yorker, I am a Muslim. As a New Yorker, I am Jewish. As a New Yorker, I am black. I am gay. I am disabled. I am a woman seeking to control her health and her choices. Because as a New Yorker, we are one community. Well, that's a—that's a whole bunch of identifying. As a whole bunch of identifying right there, uh, I, I don't I don't know if he's uh, if he's confused or not. <laughs> I'm not so sure. What I do know is that uh, he's trying to walk back the comments, but you know everyone believes this to be true. This is how you think, man. We get it. We get it. this is how you think. This is who you are. We totally understand this uh, about you, and we are not surprised uh, by this. Uh, Alex Jones has been kicked off of Twitter. For a week, he's in Twitter timeout. Twitter timeout—that's what Jack Dorsey is calling about. Calling it. He did an interview uh, with Lester Holt of of NBC, saying that I feel any suspension, whether it be a permanent or temporary one, makes someone think about their actions and their behaviors. So Alex Jones is the radio host and conspiracy theorist. And I'm no fan, no fan at all. I don't like the idea that he's being banned from from social media sites. I don't like the idea that he's the one that that uh, Mark Zuckerberg and others are going to say is is unacceptable. You know, Twitter bans him for a week, and by the way, they banned him because what he said is he urged his uh, viewers to ready their battle rifles, quote unquote, against the media. Yeah, that's going to get you. It's going to get you banned. That's 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 going to get you you banned uh, for sure. You know, I, I don't think anybody is surprised by by that. But have we taken a look at the uh, 
tweets from Sarah Jiang. Sarah Jiang is the now editorial uh, member, board member of the New York Times. And she is uh, the one who engaged in a whole series of, of anti-white tweets. And, and it, people have been defending her. They have been defending her and, and, uh, and these tweets. And these tweets are, you know, uh, how was it? White people are, 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 I mean, I can't even describe to you the insanity of, of, of it all. I cannot describe to you uh, exactly how, how crazy some of these things uh, were. Oh man, it's kind of sick how much I, how much joy I get out of being cruel to all white men. Are white people genetically predisposed to burn faster in the sun, thus logically being only fit to live underground like groveling goblins? White people are bull s like dogs uh, pissing on fire hydrants. Hashtag uh, cancel white people. These are some of the things that she said. Why didn't Twitter uh, suspend her? Why is she still there? Why is she still acceptable? How did that come to be? The double standard, man. It's 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 an issue. It's an issue and it's a problem. And we're going to keep pointing it out. I want them to point it out. That's all I want. I want them to say it. Come on, Jack. Don't you want to change that behavior? You're only going to change Alex Jones' behavior? Not cool. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, great to be with you. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. So I had the chance... Uh, to speak with the House Majority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, and uh, he was here in studio, uh, in, in, in my studios right here in Indiana, joined by Indiana Congressman Jim Banks of the of the 3rd District and Jim Baird, who is a candidate uh, for uh, for Congress there from the 4th District of Indiana, uh, was here, and, and uh, he, uh, he came to the studio, and we had already been in a conversation, myself uh, and uh, Jim Banks, uh, regarding Brett Kavanaugh, the uh, Supreme Court nominee, who had just met with Indiana Democratic Senator Joe Donnelly. And, of course, the question is, is Kavanaugh going to be uh, confirmed? I think he's going to be confirmed. I think that Donnelly's going to be a yay vote. And uh, uh, Congressman McCarthy, McCarthy uh, appeared a little bit late, uh, but walked right into the studio. Congressman uh, Kevin McCarthy, the House Majority Leader, walking in late like a rock star, you know? <laughs> Showed up. There's, there's half an entourage. Mr. Baird is here, who is uh, running the Republican in the 4th District uh, of Indiana. We're talking about uh, the Supreme Court right now. We're talking about uh, our senator here in Indiana, Joe Donnelly, meeting with um, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, for you, uh, Majority Leader uh, McCarthy, uh, we're discussing whether or not uh, Donnelly's going to be a yay vote. Uh, Congressman Banks says he's a yay vote. I believe he's going to be a, a yay vote. Um, when we take a look at how this is going to go down, is this an issue that's going to divide the Democrats 
come the midterms, come uh, that November election? I think it's going to divide him. And I, I think, uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on oh, here. Sure. Uh, you got two amazing Jims that have done a tremendous one. Jim, he's Bank. not talking to you, Ari. He's talking to <laughs> Congressman Banks and Jim Baird right uh, on the yeah. floor. Jim Banks has done an amazing job when you watch the president just sign that NDAA for our national security. And Jim Baird, uh, w what a fantastic member he's going to make, and he's going to hit the ground running from the very beginning. But y your question is correct, Donnelly. I, I actually came into Congress with him in, in the process. I never thought he would get to the Senate. Uh, I think he lucked out in that process. But he, he will vote for Kavanaugh. How do you really feel, sir? I mean, if you could just <laughs> lay it out on the line, that'd be great. He, he, he will vote for Kavanaugh, but um, I think because he feels that he has to. And I think if they felt that there was one or two Republicans that weren't voting for Kavanaugh, he wouldn't vote for Kavanaugh. He's going he's gonna to make the vote after Kavanaugh's actually got enough votes to be confirmed. What I think is very important, what about all the other votes? Um, what about the rest of the place we're going? Because the Senate is different than the House. If we were able to pass something in the Senate with a simple majority, how much further would we be able to accomplish? I mean, we've been able to do a lot. Look at 4.1% growth. Unemployment in America in the last 49 years has only been below 4% eight months in 49 years. And three of those eight months were this year. The idea that we've been able to turn this around, what we've been able to do in the VA. Um, and I, I look, I come from California. I was getting protested yesterday because I oppose. Sex they talk about you being heckled in Sacramento, sir. And you, you know what's happening? I thought you had to be a Kings player to be heckled in Sacramento. <laughs> exactly. But you know what's happening there at the same time? They were arresting an individual from um, Iraq that was part of ISIS that came into our country, lied, came in through the Obama administration, and he was in Sacramento. Why do you think those people want to go to California? Because they want to have they have sanctuary cities there. I was standing up to protect our border. Uh, the idea that I'm opposed to sanctuary city. I stand with this President Trump. He's done an amazing job. And another lady got up to protest me, and she held a sign. And think about this: the sign said, "Repeal Trump's tax cuts." Repeal the tax cuts. Well, that, sir, is is so much of a mantra. Talking to Congressman Kevin McCarthy of California, the House Majority Leader. Congressman Jim Banks is here. Jim Baird running in the 4th District uh, of Indiana, uh, taking over for uh, Todd Rokita, most probably, uh, as well. That's their mantra. We've heard this from Nancy Pelosi, and there's a whole conversation about Nancy Pelosi. Is, will she be Speaker? Will the Democrats want her as Speaker, et cetera, if they take the House? Repealing these tax cuts they consider to be a plus. They're running on it as a strategy. How bad of a strategy do you think that is? I think, I think it's a terrible strategy, but there's three things they want to do. Not one Democrat voted for that tax cut. They fought it. They said it was Armageddon. 48 out of 50 states have lower um, electrical bills because of that tax cut. Do you realize if you happen to be African-American or Hispanic, it's the lowest unemployment you've ever seen in this country? We, we had 600,000 more people enter the job force. We had a million new jobs because of this tax cut. It has made us stronger, not only in America, but around the world. It's a contrast. When you look at what Cuomo said yesterday to, to what America really, America is great. You should believe in the exceptionalism of this country. There's been no other country conceived in liberty and dedicated the proposition that all men are created equal. That's the fundamental difference. We understand, and the Democrats think we are not. Look, if, they, if the Democrats were to win the majority, Nancy Pelosi would be Speaker. And they have three things to do. They, Hold, they, before, before I let you go any forward, three things they're going to have to do. You think the Democrats will make Nancy Pelosi the speaker. Yes. There's going to be no push from a Tim Ryan of Ohio or other Democrats. You're Tim Kevin Ryan McCarthy. You're saying that. Nancy Pelosi will be speaker if the Democrats win the majority. Somebody will run against her. She'll win in the conference. And when they get to the floor, they will vote for her. Look what we just had a campaign in Ohio. 
that individual running the Democrat in Ohio said he would not vote for uh, Nancy Pelosi for speaker. He gets on Matthew's show, keeps hammering. He goes, well, I'll, spo- I'll, I'll vote for the Democrat nominee. So at the end of the day, they will vote for Nancy. And the three things they will do, one, they will repeal the tax cut. Two, they will try to abolish ICE. And I want you to understand what they tried to do. They actually put a bill onto, into, the, um, into Congress. They had got co-sponsors, and they put it across the desk. So as majority leader, I said, okay, I'll bring that up on the floor, and you can vote on that. They quickly attacked me, saying, that's a trick. We won't vote for our own bill. They authored the bill. So then we put, a, we put a bill up just stating what ICE has been able to accomplish, how much fentanyl they had stopped, how many MS-13 gang members, how many children they saved from being human trafficked, the modern-day slavery. And in there we said in the resolution that we oppose anybody that wants to abolish ICE. 163 Democrats voted present. That's just some of the, the, the interview. He said the third thing that you'll get uh, from, from Nancy Pelosi, a speaker, is, of course, they'll try to impeach President Trump. Now, I do not think that the House Majority Leader there, Kevin McCarthy, and I appreciate him uh, being with us, I don't think that he's engaging in hyperbole there. I don't think he's trying to uh, scare people into saying, uh, ooh, you got, you better uh, you better vote for us because impeachment. First, uh, I believe Republicans keep the Senate, and I think they increase their majority in the Senate, and therefore any impeachment would then go to the Senate, and I don't believe the Senate's going to vote for it. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think it would just be a for show. Uh, second, I do believe uh, that the Democrats will impeach. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The impeachment crowd is the Maxine Waters crowd uh, and, 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 and others, right? Al Green and, 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 and other members of Congress. Not, not the good Al Green. Not no 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 don't don't ever ever confuse your Al Greens. I am not talking about uh, the good Al Green. I'm not talking about um, let's stay together Al Green. I'm talking about the Congressman Al Green who, uh, well, he's a he's a, he's a special kind of guy. He is a special special uh, kind of guy. So uh, that group, I think, is going to get other people to come on board and come on board and uh, engage this idea uh, of the impeachment. I think they want it. I truly think that their their people want it. And they're going to want to use it against those senators when they run someone for president in 2020. So I think it has that stacking effect. It is the establishment folk of Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer and others who've been trying to tamp down the impeachment talk, Chuck Schumer trying to keep that at bay because they think it's a problem and it will turn people off from voting or make undecideds push for the Republican because impeachment, it's sour grapes. You just don't like them, so what? Hasn't really done anything wrong. A little crazy, sure, but hasn't done anything wrong. Hasn't done anything criminal. You haven't even proved collusion, for the love of the Lord. What the hell are you talking about? Right, so they've been trying to prevent that from happening. Democrats take the House. It is all you will hear. It will be resolution after resolution after resolution to try and engage impeachment. That's what's going to happen. Now, if, if they were thinking about it through, right, so they, see, they see their possibilities out of it. I think this is how America sees it. You mean we're not going to get anything done so you guys can have an impeachment trial? Is, is that it? You guys, or it's not even, won't even be the trial yet. It'll just be the, 
just be that the house. Is, is this what we're doing? We're not getting anything done because you want to talk about in, in, in impeachment? What the, what the, what the hell? When, when do we? Uh, I'd like I'd like to uh, better take care of my family. I'd like to do a million things. I'd like for you know to keep the country safe. I want to know what's going on with national security. What about cybersecurity? What about threats from this country? What? No, no, no. We're worried about impeachment because Maxine Waters has some kind of thrill she gets out about screaming impeachment and impeach forty five. Get her a microphone. Oh, it it, it does something for her uh, deep deep inside. Some thrill she gets from it. Um, I, I, I think that it, it, it turns off more people than it turns on. But the people that it turns on are those ardent supporters. And, man, that cannot be denied. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz in Cloverdale, Indiana. That's that's not where I'm at. It's a town. It's a town southwest of Indianapolis. It's between Indianapolis and Terre Haute, which is right on the border there with Illinois. I bring it up because that's where a guy is from named Nolan Brewer, 20, arrested on a federal conspiracy to violate civil rights charge. It's a penalty with a 10 years possible in prison, according to the U.S. Attorney Josh uh, Minkler. Phone number here, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Now, this is, a, this is a local story to Indianapolis, but uh, it, it's it's rather interesting uh, because it has to do with uh, what they call hate crimes, and I don't believe in, in hate crimes. Crimes are crimes. And so this guy and, and another guy, they spray-painted a Nazi flag and iron crosses on a synagogue, a synagogue I go to, by the way. And they did it to, like, an art out parcel. It was kind of hard to see. They did it late at night or early into the morning, and people went to services Saturday morning, as they do, uh, and and didn't see it. And neighbors told the synagogue about it. Um, and the video, from what I had heard, uh, only basically showed some feet. It basically showed uh, some 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 feet. Well, they knew it was red and black spray paint, and according to Minkler, video surveillance shows that Brewer and his partner it shows them buying the paint at Walmart. Holy crap. That is, first of all, can I just say for the people who went through that, that's incredible. That's incredible. Second of all, what kind of schmuck is this? He said, hey, let's go, uh, you know, uh, spray paint the synagogue. Come on, let's go. First, we got to stop at Walmart and get the paint. You know, I don't know if they use a, cre- they use a credit card. That would just be too great. Too great uh, for, for words. Here's the part that's blowing my mind because what I had said, and I've said this on the air. Is that the, the, the these are local kids who who probably did this? Now I don't I didn't know who did it, but somebody knows who they are. Turn them in. I made the assumption that they were that they were local. Who drives all this way to 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 do this? Right, that would be some kind of coordination. This is Cloverdale. If I were to do Cloverdale uh, to uh, where this happened in a town called Carmel, Indiana. It's an hour away. Now, I, I, there, I still have some questions, right? So this is just the, the first uh, sign of, of, the, uh, of the arrest, like the first announcement of it. I want to know uh, where they bought the, the spray paint. Am I to believe, just having a hard time with it, 
Am I to believe that they came from Cloverdale? They came from Cloverdale to to Car- and, uh, they Picture it in your town. Someone drove an hour plus to be able to spray paint a synagogue? Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's a synagogue in Cloverdale. I just don't see that as 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 the case. That said, I have a I find this to be the weirdest thing in the world. That they drove an hour, an hour uh, to do this. I I have I have many questions, but you know it, one of the reasons that I don't believe in, in in hate crimes is because I believe that they're just crimes. I don't believe in subset groups, and I was actually. Uh, it, do you want to talk about a weird thing that I do? I, I I watch old episodes of The West Wing. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Sorkin's politics are not my politics. But that show, when it was on, like when it was like in those first years, that show was, that was theater. It was incredibly, incredibly good. And I was actually watching an episode yesterday um, while I was doing some work. And it was Ainsley Haynes, who was that uh, Republican woman who had, had beat up uh, Sam Seaborn on TV. And uh, they're working on uh, punching up the uh, speech for the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And uh, they're talking about the 14th Amendment. They're talking about the Equal Rights Amendment. And Sam Seaborn, played by Rob Lowe, can't believe that Ainsley Haynes isn't in favor of the Equal Rights Amendment. And it goes on throughout the entire episode. She finally explodes. A new amendment we vote on declaring that I am equal under the law to a man. I am mortified to discover there is reason to believe I wasn't before. I am a citizen of this country. I am not a special subset in need of your protection. I do not have to have my rights handed down to me by a bunch of old white men. The same Article 14 that protects you protects me. That, that I thought that was a very good encapsulation of, of how I see hate crimes. Because I'm part of a particular group doesn't mean that I'm a subset, that I require more protections than any other group. And if someone's drawing a, a, a Nazi flag on a synagogue, are they anti-Semites? Uh, more probably than not, yeah. But if someone comes to my house and 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 draws on the on the garage, uh, eat blank, right? Whatever, whatever it is that they write, uh, I, I isn't it still a crime? It's not. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, if if they write, I hate you. Um, if, if they write, uh, your radio show sucks. Hate crime? I'm just asking. I'm asking, why is it more or less of a crime, and why would we want to go about telling a society that some people are more important than others? It's Animal Farm. All the animals are equal, but some are more important than others. I'm not into that. But I'm I'm telling you, my mind is blown. Blown that they would have driven an hour. Now, here's uh, interesting. Some more reporting uh, coming out. Brewer, this guy, uh, told federal agents he chose the synagogue because it was full of ethnic Jews and wanted to send a message to Jewish people to back down or something like that. They picked the synagogue. That is a mind scramble. And by the way, back down, bite me, you prick. Holy cow. Back down. What are we talking about? From whom? From what? For what? Brewer was wearing a German military camouflage jacket with a German flag on the shoulder and referred to Adolf Hitler during his arrest. Wow. Wow. In, in my wildest. Because, you know, we didn't know. We didn't know who it was who, who did this. And I, I, 
my exact quote was, if, if, if I can be, I assumed it was someone from, from the neighborhood. I assumed it was someone from the area. But we didn't know who it was because all we had was, was really no, nothing to go by. So this guy was committed, like wanted to do this. Dro- don't don't look at me like that, Ari. Drove an hour. No, my theory is that they were in the neighbor. They were in India and decided to do this. I want to know where he got the thing. But the point. But not this. Not according to this. According to this, they chose the 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 synagogue because it was full of ethnic Jews. Now, did they choose a synagogue or choose this synagogue? But they drove an hour. You know, anti-Semitism up in in quite a few places around the world. This is something else. You still can't get me on to to push for hate crimes legislation, but. This is something to be aware of. This is not the 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 average. These are people who who wanted it. Oh, I'm gonna have so much more on this. Uh, the podcast at TonyCats.com, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.